I just want to say something before we get started here. This episode was the toughest, most grueling week I've ever lived through. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I wanted something easy, stop listening. Stop listening right now. Go to your family and loved ones and you give them a hug and you give them a kiss and know that you're not ready for this episode. I'm going to only go in with one foot. Stop. Walk away right now. I won't be mad at you. Listen to another episode. But if you're going to be in, be in. Because the secrets I'm about to tell you will change your life. So, I have gone through quite an ordeal in order to uh, benefit the audience. For me, my wife, she was safely uh, headed towards Birmingham, and a hurricane was bearing down on not supposedly us. However, it didn't hit Mississippi, it hit us. So, I'm going to start with day one. Day one for me was what I like to call the day before. It's a heavy lifting day. What you're going to need to do is take all of your heavy patio furniture, light patio furniture, anything you have outside of your home, you're going to need to lift all of that by yourself, especially especially if you have some uh, heavy, heavy patio furniture, picnic table, anything like that outside. You're going to need to lift all of that by yourself and bring it inside. That's right. Heavy wooden Adirondack chairs. Fantastic. Remember, the key to lifting is lock your knees, lock your legs straight, and snatch with the back. That's a key component. All right, so key component of day one it is a big eating day that's right you have food in your refrigerator cook it eat it as much of it as you possibly can you're gonna need it trust me go ahead and uh, grill it up cook it up bake it up fry it up however you want to do eat as much as you can because you're going to need it. Then, I need you to uh, pick out four things that are basically impossible for you to get. My wife gave me this list. So, I'm going to give you four things that are basically 
impossible for you to get. A unicorn's horn. The shoes of a leprechaun. The tusk of a narwhal. And a Pegasus's wings. Go collect those four things. My wife gave me four seemingly innocuous items that should have been relatively easy to procure. Ice. A generator. Gas. As in gasoline. And gas cans. Let me let you know about your items. Um, be prepared to spend between three to seven hours procuring each one of these items. And by, I mean, when I say the word procuring, I mean not getting any of these items. You're going to find out, like much like I was, there is no ice in the county in which you live. For sure. There's no ice. Anywhere. Anywhere. And remember, for me, the hurricane was not supposed to hit here. So, rather weird, there was no ice to be found anywhere in the county. Uh, gas. Okay. Gasoline is something that should be affordable for all and easily found at any gas station. But what you'll find is every single gas station has 60 to 75 cars in line waiting to get gas at every single pump. Also, gas stations run out of gas. I know that sounds crazy. This isn't the uh, Carter administration of the late 70s with OPEC. Yet, most gas stations will run out of gas. Meaning that the idea of getting some uh, E85 or, or non-ethanol gasoline, that's a pipe dream. What you will get, instead of paying $1.80 for a gallon of gas, is when you finally, after four and a half hours, do get to a gasoline pump, what you'll find is the only gas that they have, the only gas that they have is 91 octane, and it costs $3.19 per gallon. Enjoy. That was after waiting for two hours at one gas station and then finding out that they were out of gas. So be prepared. This will happen several times. Gas cans, they, those don't exist. Not in this world. Generators, my seemingly my unicorn's horn. Um, generators are usually in abundance. There's usually 17 of them at Home Depot, 26 of them at Lowe's, and every hardware store. There's seemingly a, a supply of generators. However, if you like me with your unicorn horn, think that these are going to be in abundance and, and, and you can find them anytime you need to. 
they're gone. They're all gone. At Lowe's, at Home Depot. Luckily, after about a three-hour uh, journey, I was able to find the supposedly last three generators left. This was a tractor supply company. They had three generators left. All three were each priced $619. What you're going to do is you're going to go and look at one of these generators or one of these unicorn horns and say, I don't need a generator. That's ridiculous. Why would I need a generator? The power is not going to go out. And if the power does go out, it's only going to be out for a few hours. It's not going to hit us. Make that same decision about the unicorn horn. Don't get it. So after um, 15 hours or so on the road, you're going to want to uh, come home and rest up. What you're going to need to do is set your phone. And at midnight 30, you're going to need some help for this. You're going to need to get a friend to turn off all the power. Not just in your home, but if you can possibly manage it, turn off all the power to the county. Right after that, you're going to need to schedule um, with the FAA. I'm not sure who exactly would, would, would handle this. You're going to want them to touch down and then take back off right on top of your house for the next seven hours. I know that seems like a crazy ask, but that's the sound you're going to need for that first night. You're going to need to not sleep at all for the next seven hours. Day two. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Bo, what do you know about losing weight? You already look like a professional bodybuilder. I know. I know. I know that. I'm well aware of how amazing my body looks. If you look at me, you say, man, that's 234 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. But if you look closer, it's really about 231 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. So I'll admit this freely. I had about three pounds of flap. You know, I, I'll just admit it. So why did I need to lose 16 pounds in seven days? I mean, some people might think it's vanity. It really wasn't. I wasn't looking to do this. This diet was thrust upon me by God's will, by nature. I'm, I'm not sure. After not sleeping on the first night, and gorging yourself with every 
food that you can stuff in your mouth. You're going to wake up. <laughs> That's the wrong word. You're going to get up because you haven't slept at all. Um, it's going to be around 7.30ish in the morning. You don't know because, again, you don't have power. And you're going to need some help from, from some friends. If you have any fencing in your backyard, they're going to need to take some sledgehammers to all your fencing. Also, hopefully your friends have plenty of chainsaws. Because any trees that you have around your house, they're going to need to get a compass and blow all of those directly south branches those are great those are fantastic huge oak trees knock them down directly south okay anything that you have around your house that's standing because remember you've already pulled all your patio furniture and everything else inside you're going to need to have that knocked completely down so that it is um, lying all around your house and your outside of your home is in complete disarray. Assess all the damage and begin fixing it. I know what you're thinking. After about five hours of doing this, you're going to think that it's six, seven o'clock at night. It's not. It's usually about one o'clock. You're going to be completely tired. Completely tired. Because again, you're using that great lifting method of keep your legs completely locked out and snatch with the back. That's the that's the tried and true way to lift something heavy, like logs, which for the first five hours, you've been using a chainsaw to try to chop into smaller carryable bits. You're going to take all these logs and you're going to create a huge, huge pile in front of your house. Then you're going to get sick of that because that's about 50 yards away from where you're picking up the logs. So you're going to create a second huge pile about 30 yards from your picking up area on the side of your house. And you're more than justified for doing that. That second pile is where you're really going to begin to be sore and think that it's about 7 o'clock at night. However, it's not. What you're going to do is you're going to find out what time it is and, and see that it's about one o'clock. But you're so thoroughly drenched, both from the rain and the 50 mile per hour wind that's still lingering. You're going to go inside and take a shower. Enjoy that shower. I'll come back to that later. But really enjoy that first shower without power. It's a great shower. It truly is. Warms your body, warms your muscles. Fantastic.
after that you're going to go back outside and enjoy the next five hours of doing the exact same freaking thing and then you're going to come back in and enjoy one more shower yep that was a good shower About 7 o'clock at night, you're going to realize that you haven't eaten anything the entire day. That's fine. You really don't need to eat because you're so filled with glee that you get to do all this heavy lifting for about 10 hours. So about 8 o'clock at night, what you're going to do is go to sleep. That's day two. Day three, completely different. What you're going to get to do is go back out to your yard and fence and what used to be a nice serene backyard and do the same thing. I know you weren't expecting it, but yeah, you are. But this time you're going to notice that your muscles really don't have that same energy that they normally would have. So you're going to do about seven hours of intensive labor and think, oh my gosh, it must be seven o'clock at night. No, nah. no, nah, it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. This time, you're going to be completely drenched, of course, because of the profuse sweating that you've been doing. You're going to go inside and have a nice bag of chips. Hmm. Really filling chips. Fantastic. If you're lucky like I was, it's a bag of Doritos. And by bag, I mean a snack size Doritos Cool Ranch. That's right. Treat yourself. A whole snack size bag of Doritos. And then you're going to make the smart decision and shower your nasty smelling self off. Only this time, let's get that pulse racing. Because about one minute in your shower, flip it to absolutely sub-zero freezing cold. That's right. You've got shampoo in your hair. The water don't care. Get that pulse really going as you enjoy a psychopathically cold shower. Jeez, freaking cold. You're going to make that shower a little bit quicker than you normally would and quickly jump out and enjoy the hot, refreshing air of your home. Let's, let's go ahead and make that temperature in your home about 81, 82. Whatever temperature it is that you're not comfortable sleeping at, that's going to remain the temperature of your home for the remainder of this week. If you're very fortunate on day three, you will, like I, have an angel of hope and optimism come and visit you. Someone who doesn't live in the area that's affected by your friends cutting off the power and destroying everything of value outside your home. Now wait a minute. 
I was very fortunate to have a buddy came now with a cooler of infinite joy and meats. He brought ice, he brought meats, and we had a fantastic night of grilling out and enjoying cold water, cold beverages, cold, cold, that's just it. Something that was cold, ice. Made Sprites cold, made Coca-Cola's cold, made water cold. Fantastic. So treat yourself on the third day. Also, what you're going to need to do, if your friends have done it accurately, your friends are, of course, not just knocking out the power to your house, but all of your neighbor's house. The neighbors that you're not quite sure the name of, but you do wave when you drive by, or do they wave when they drive by? Because you are smart enough to have a propane tank and a gas grill, those friends are going to become actual friends. And you're going to learn their names and grill some meats together. Enjoy it. This will be your last hot meal. On the night of day two, you were able to sleep because you hadn't slept at all the night before. Day three, that night, you're not so lucky. Because what type of person is able to sleep in 84 degree temperature? I'm not from the Congo. 84 degrees is sweaty hot inside a house. I know what you're thinking. Why don't you turn a fan on? Because you don't have freaking power. That's why you don't turn a fan on. That's why it's 84 degrees in your house. That's why you don't have air conditioning. Because you don't have power. So enjoy the sweltering 84 degrees of sweat vest. And get some sleep on that night of day three. Day four begins whenever the sun comes up. I'm not sure what time it was. You can look it up. I'm not sure. Really early. Also during this time, if you have pets, they are more than freaked out by this whole repeated aircraft landing on your house and then taking back off and they will really like to use the bathroom wherever they can inside the house even though their house broken doesn't matter day four is going to be a fantastic day of about 12 hours of heavy lifting that's right what did you think that the limbs and tree stumps and, and manageable levels of tree that you cut were going to magically go to the street? No, they don't. They magically get in front of you as you're hefting them in some kind of freakish, demented, world's strongest man competition in which you don't lift eight stones, you lift 143 stones and then you go to the next tree and you lift it 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 
Also, you'll begin doing stupid things like climbing trees. That's right, climbing trees in order to top those trees that have been broken, but the branches didn't fall to the ground, and you don't want your wife or children to die from a random branch falling. So you, you begin doing really smart things like climbing up 15 feet into a tree and topping the already broken tree. Once the shaking stops, 30 to 45 minutes after you top a tree, you're good to go. You're good to go. Again, you're going to need to drink a lot of water. That's right. The hose pipe still works. That's about it at your house. The hose pipe still works. Enjoy your trip back into childhood. Hose pipe water. It's not Dasani. Certainly not Evian or, you know, Fiji or whatever water you like. But it is cool. 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 It is cool. And it is wet. Hosepipe water. Brought to you by Hosepipes. Enjoy that. Also, what you're going to need to do is take all the food that you would have enjoyed to eat. Those steaks that you had marinating. Chicken breast that you had sitting in the refrigerator. Ice cream. Whatever, what do you have, whatever you have in the refrigerator. You're going to need to take that and put it in a trash can. And then haul that out to your trash can where it will sit for the next week, 10 days, until someone comes and picks it up. That brings me to my big takeaway from day four. Mosquitoes, gnats, biting flies love a hurricane. They don't care at all about your misery. They don't care at all about your diet plan. What they do care about is human flesh. And they will attack it with an unending vitriol, which I've never seen. And you're going to say, that doesn't matter to me. I'll use some bug spray. They don't care. I covered my body in Deep Woods Off. They don't care. What they need is human flesh. They're like a zombie or a vampire. I'm not sure what the apt metaphor is. What they do care about is there's human flesh and I will bite, suck, and sting it. Repeatedly. Every second that you're outside. Take this to heart. You get some cinnamon extract and you put it in a pump sprayer and spray every square inch of your land. You will not see snakes anymore. Day five. Birds are back. 
I, I, I didn't realize this before, but an elderly gentleman who's a neighbor told me that on day one of the before, that birds disappear. I, I didn't know that, but um, this neighbor was correct because I haven't seen birds in the last four days. But on day five, birds reappear, and they have plenty of stuff in which to build nests because trees are much more accessible once they're not vertical, but rather horizontal or vertical. So birds reappear on day five. Day five is completely different from previous days. What you're gonna need to do is use a chainsaw to uh, cut up pieces of tree and then haul them to the side of your road. That's right. It's a it's a leg day, or a uh, more more of a back and arms day, if you're lifting in the proper way with the legs locked and snatching with the back. Your hands aren't going to work like a normal person's hands would work, and your arms are going to be basically obsolete vessels in which to transport heavy amounts of wood because what you're asking of your body to do is not possible because your your muscles are going to say yeah I'm ready they're not ready they're really not ready for day 5 but enjoy about 12 to 13 hours of intense labor and then fantastically you're going to get that pulse racing again enjoy a freezing cold shower yeah it's going to be about 30 seconds of sheer terror unless you're a psychopath as you try to get all the sweat and nastiness of the day off of yourself wash quick that's all i can say wash quick then you're going to go to your pantry and realize that every basically every thing that you have in your pantry requires either heating up or you know that would be great a can of tuna a can of tuna would be great if you had mayonnaise and mustard and pickles and eggs and, and things like that But you don't. You don't have any of those things because you've already cleared your refrigerator. Enjoy two bags of Fritos regular chips. Day five, breakfast, lunch, and supper. Enjoy. Day six, you're going to get to work on the fence. It's a wooden fence, so enjoy that. Except for um, all of the posts in which the fence is set on are snapped off. 
I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what what do I do with that? Well, you if you're smart, you try to give yourself a hernia. Hernia is about the only way you can go right there. You're going to try to lift up sections of the fence, uh, usually about eight foot long, six foot tall. And you're going to try to reset those posts. Enjoy that. Um, it's fantastic. It involves a lot of shoveling and, uh, if you're smart, rebarb and maybe some uh, bag of quickrete. And heavy lifting. On this day, you're going to take a radical approach to heavy lifting and not lock your legs out and snatch with your back because your back is so messed up from five previous days of doing that. So you're actually going to try to lift. I know this is crazy. You're going to try to lift with your legs. So stupid even saying it. But you're going to have to because your back is, is shot. It hurts constantly. So you're going to try to bend a little bit at the back and, and, and sit like some kind of freaking mutant wannabe Johnny Bench and, and then squat the weight. It, it seems so bizarre. I, I know. But you're going to have to do it because there's no other way to lift a heavy fence. Uh, also, the fence is going to fall quite. I know Newton said that heavy objects and, and light objects, they all fall at the exact same weight. Newton was an idiot. Tree limbs and, and heavy objects like fences, they fall so, so fast. Heavy things fall faster than light things. That's just that's just physics. I, I'm not, you know, gonna try to give you a morality lesson, but heavy objects fall very fast. And what they're gonna like to do, they seek these out, in fact. Heavy objects like to find feet if they're in the vicinity. So what you're gonna need to do, if you have a 45 pound weight or 60, 70, 100 pound dumbbells. What you're going to need to do is go ahead and lift that up to about eye level and then just go ahead and drop it right on your left foot. I know. I know it's going to hurt. <laughs> it's going to hurt. I'm probably like going to leave my big toe like nail on my left foot. Probably also the index toe. They're both covered in blood um, underneath the toenail. That's what you're going to need to do if you're if you're really dedicated about losing weight. Because every step hurts, and you're going to take minimal amounts of steps. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, but what if I need to, you know, get my pedometer up? Screw your pedometer. Those don't work anymore. Okay? Remember, the power's out. Also, here on day six, you're going to need to elevate that uh, that heart rate. 
So what I need you to do is start really stressing out about your insurance rates. Yeah. And what kind of different deductibles you have. Yeah, I know. It's stressful. But what are we trying to achieve here? Weight loss? That's right. Go ahead and stress out about this. Do you have wind damage? Is that covered? What about tree removal? Is that covered? What if you have some damage to your roof? Fantastic. Is the fence covered? Is that part of it? Is that homeowners or is that is that hurricane? Also, what if the storm or weight loss plan was named? Does that matter? Also, besides my deductibles, are my rates going to go up? Yeah, it's a big stew bag of, uh, of stress. So what you're going to need to do after about 12 hours of work is um, go get that heart rate up. Go take yourself a psychopathically cold shower. So cold. Like if I was Leo, I would have told that girl, hey, scoot over a little bit. Because I think two people can live on this door. That's how cold your shower needs to be. The North Atlantic iceberg surrounded waters need to be your home. That's the place for a good shower. Day seven. You're almost there. Did you eat yesterday? Who cares? What do you need to eat for? Honestly. If your body is a car, do you need to put gas in it every day? That's stupid. Why would you put gas in your car every day? What are you putting, like $2 worth of crap? of gas in your car? No. You've already filled up a week ago. You're fine. Your car is like half tank, quarter tank. Who, who, what are you eating? Are you kidding me? What is this about? This is about weight loss and surviving a hurricane. Okay. So shut up. You don't need food. Shut up. The final day. What you're going to need to do is uh, wake up whenever your dog tells you to wake up because he's got to pee. That usually happens, I'm guessing, about 6.15. There's a little bit of light outside. You're fine. Get up. Take the dog outside. Mind you, do that when the dog is on a leash because there is no fence anymore. What you're going to need to do bright and early is start trying to repair the fence. Yeah, I know. It sucks. You're going to need to get a hammer and some nails. And after about 
three hours, what you're going to need to do is be holding a nail and just go ahead and bash your thumb instead of the nail one time. All of your issues, whatever problems you have, and when I say bash, I mean really bash it. Really. I'm looking, I'm looking at my thumbnail right now. It's not so much of a nail as it's a, uh, well, it looks a lot like my left foot, honestly. But if you're thinking about hunger pains or, or whatever, no, you, you don't think about anything. You think about the throbbing pain of your thumb. And that's basically how you're going to spend the next five hours is, is sweating intensely inside your home, thinking about your thumb. And the fact that you can't get any cell service, that's another thing that you're going to need to get your friends to do. Knock out any cell towers that are around your home so that you can't find out any information. Like, hey, the Big Ten decided to play football. You're not going to know about anything because this is intensive one-week therapy. And then fortunately, um, by the eight o'clock, I don't know what I don't I, I don't know what time it was. At some point that night, your family is going to come home from their from their safety away from your week of intensive training. And uh, about an hour after that, you're going to get power back. There you go. That's basically how you lose 16 pounds in seven days. An absolutely horrendous week of pain and misery and destruction. Good luck and God bless.